Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Recruitment Website Show with me, Mark Wilkinson. And with me, Keith Devon. How are you doing today, Mark? I am very well, thank you. It's beautiful and sunny here up in the north of England, uh, although yes. it's very, very chilly. Yep, same down here in the, in the south. Just went for an absolutely glorious lunchtime walk. I'm uh, very nice. pleasure of staying with my father-in-law for the next uh, three months. But it, the, the upside of that is that he lives uh, in the countryside. And yeah, it was just gorgeous. So going to be doing lots Pretty of walks good. while I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to get out for a nice crisp winter walk, isn't it? Which is good. Excellent. So we've reached episode two of this Big show. Master. So thank you for um, for tuning in. Wherever you may be listening to, we are live on YouTube and on LinkedIn. And this also will go out as a podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So you can catch us in lots of different places. So last week, we just introduced the show a little bit, what we were going to be talking about in this show. And today we have got our sort of first topic of conversation, and we're going to be focusing specifically today on three main things in terms of how to drive traffic to your recruitment website. So you may be sat there and you have a wonderful website, I'm sure you do. How do we get some eyeballs on that content? Uh, what can we do to get people looking at the, the site? So we're going to look at three things today. If you are watching along live, then thank you again. And please let us know in the comments, either on LinkedIn or on YouTube, who you are, where you're listening from. And if you have any questions, we love taking questions in the shows. So please add your questions and we will try and fit them in as and when appropriate. So thank you. So how do we drive traffic to our recruitment website, Keith? What is the... Well, I think we'll look at three ways. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll let you kick us off. Well, we're going to look at three, but this this kind of topic um, came off the back of some research I did a couple of weeks ago for a blog post that I was putting together. So I wanted to put together a blog post listing all the ways that I could think of to drive more traffic to a recruitment website. Um, in the end, I came up with 43 different ways. Um, wow. Yeah. And that will keep you split, busy. Split, in, split into six <laughs> categories to make it slightly more palatable. Um, but the cat, I'm not going to go through all 43. The categories uh, were website optimization and search engine marketing. Uh, number two was social media marketing. Number three was LinkedIn marketing. Number four was paid advertising and sponsored content. Five was LinkedIn ads and audience targeting tools. And six was other miscellaneous tactics, some of which are like slightly more unusual. Like starting a podcast was one. Uh, Great or idea. Guesting, yeah, or guesting <laughs> on other people's podcasts. Uh, so there's a lot in there. Um, a lot of LinkedIn-related stuff, which is obviously very apt for the recruitment industry because um, recruiters tend to be very active on LinkedIn uh, for obvious reasons. But I thought for today, we should maybe focus on just a handful. Um, I think you mentioned we, we would do three. And actually... Our third point today leads nicely into another point, so we'll kind of combine a few of them in one. Um, but because we're website people and this is the recruitment website show, I thought we'd focus primarily on ways that you can improve the website ex itself rather than just ways to kind of get more traffic from external sources. Yeah, um, so rather than stuff you can do elsewhere to, f to push traffic to your site, stuff that you can actually do on the website. Yeah, so it's, it's not about... Uh, a LinkedIn advert, for example, that's going to drive yeah. traffic. It's something that you're going to change on your website or add to your website. Um, 
they okay. can add a little cool. bit of traffic or yeah, increase some traffic. Um, okay. The very first one, and probably won't come as a surprise to most, uh, but it is basically optimizing your website for SEO. And SEO is a massive topic. And this particular tip, I guess, focuses more on the technical side of SEO. So SEO, for anyone that does not know, is search engine optimization. So this is uh, a various myriad techniques of trying to improve your rankings in organic search. And by organic search, I mean non-paid search. So SEO it is not concerned with adverts getting you to the top of Google. It's natural rankings. Um, okay. So there are a whole load. I mean, you, you could write a list article that had probably 200 SEO tips. Um, but it is very surprising, and I think you'd probably agree, how often we come across websites that are so yeah. poorly optimized. Just the just the very, very, very basics are poor. Yeah, we were working on what yesterday. What, no, it wasn't yesterday because you were away it yesterday. Was. It was oh, the yeah, day before. Day. We were yeah. looking at some uh, sites that people had sent to us um, as as example sites, actually, of like, this is what we want to achieve. Yeah. And they were failing on the most basic of SEO sort of rules. Uh, the thing that stands out to me is that the pages didn't even have a H1, a H1 being a heading one element um, yeah. with the title of the page. You know, and that's just super basic SEO stuff. So things like that, just making sure that your pages have got a heading one level at the top, that's the, the main heading of the page, and that that represents what this page is going to be about so that Google knows what the content is about. Um, stuff like that is super important. And I think a lot of that comes from the fact that we've got like, page builder type systems that are building up the content on pages and you, you don't necessarily have to use a heading to make it look right on the That's page. Right. Um, yeah. But obviously, looks is not necessarily what Google's going for because Google's reading the page as a machine almost, so it's looking for those specific elements. So things like yeah. that are really super important, those super basic things, but to get them right. Any Anything else that's like really key stuff like that? No, I think, I, think, I think, well, there, there are other bits. I think you hit the nail on the head with that as being almost the most important thing. Like, yeah. if you want Google to rank you, rank one of your web pages for a specific term, that term really needs to be the title of the page, yeah. or at least in the title of the page. And sorry, when I say title, that's actually confusing, and that'll bring me to my next point. Because what you might think as a user as the page title is actually, like you said, the level one heading of a page. So everything wrapped in these H1 tags behind the scenes. But the page title from an SEO point of view is something that is hidden from the user except in your browser tab. So if you have yep. uh, lots of tabs open in your browser, the text that is in your tab is what is known as the title. And that comes from the title tag of a page, which isn't actually displayed on the screen. So you can have a separate title and heading level one. They don't have to be the same. And in fact, they're not even encouraged to be the same for some reason, I'm not entirely sure why, but generally it's regarded that those should be different, um, but they should probably both be optimized in the sense that they should have whatever keywords you're targeting. So for example, yeah. a terrible idea is for your homepage title to be homepage. Yes. Because Google is just going to be like, okay, like 
what am I supposed to rank this for? What is it actually about? Um, which so, I've seen too often. <laughs> oh, like, so, but because it's it's kind of the out of the box, uh, yes. like default um, for a lot of CMSs and like web page builders. So it's not surprising, but it's just something that really needs to be thought about. And this goes for like every page of your website because your homepage might not actually be the page that you're ever going to get significant traffic to. It could be blog posts. It could be uh, category archives of, of a particular type of blog. It could be your job board or like a landing page for a job role or something like that. All of these pages need to be optimized in, in these same ways and, and differently for different keywords. Yeah. Um, so that's another thing. You yeah. don't want these things to be duplicated across the site either. Yeah, yeah definitely. So if you've got... If you're uh, recruiting for like financial advisors or something like that, you probably want a landing page, wouldn't you? Yeah. All about that, and obviously the page title and heading heading level one need to be sort of you know fin financial advisor jobs in London or something it, like that, which should be really specific to what that is. And, and exactly, Google likes that sort of thing, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I think those two those are the two biggest. If you're not getting those two things right, you you just yeah. like kind of don't stand a chance at all. Um, after that, it's about, you know, trying to sprinkle in a few of those same keywords and keyword combinations, like throughout your content, but it gets kind of like gradually less important as you get away from those like top, top line headings and titles. Yep. Um, URLs come into things as well. Uh, so your URL structure, like if, if the URL for your page is acmerecruitment.com forward slash, uh, the question mark P equals 3,024. Yep. That doesn't really mean anything to Google, except that it's the 3,024th post or page on the website. <laughs> so um, so again, you want, you want a well-structured uh, URL that gives Google further clues as to what the page is all about. Uh, again, this is all basic stuff, but it's stuff that just you see get like wrong so, so often. Um, yeah. Images are huge uh, and literally huge for like on, on most websites, which is another problem, which we'll come to in a moment. But uh, like alt text on images, so describing your image uh, to Google uh, and very beneficially to people who can't actually see the image. So uh, there's something called alt text, which I believe is alternate text, um, where you can describe an image. It's like a caption that isn't actually shown on the page, but it's read out to screen readers and Google can read it so Google can understand what images are. Uh, yeah. Even going so far as like getting your file names for images right, but that's like more advanced level optimization. Yeah, so like we're, we're talking about the kind of the, the more basic stuff yeah. at this point. Um, what about what about page speed? You hear a lot about uh, sites and speed and whether that's yeah. an influencing factor in ranking in Google and things like that. Yeah, I mean it it is a ranking factor. Like it's one of the few ranking factors that Google actually talk openly about being a ranking factor. Right. Um, so it, it definitely is, but I would say that it's certainly not the most important because very, very often you will, you know, in our, in our research and experience, you'll come across pages that are high up in the search rankings. You'll run them through a page speed test and the, the performance is awful. Yeah, but they're still um, ranking highly. But they're still ranking highly because obviously for other reasons, because there are over like 200 ranking factors. Yeah, yeah. Speed is one of them. We have no idea. I'm sure Where some that people is, will guess. But yeah. high in the list. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, is that 5% of the ranking factor? Is yeah. one? Is it 20? 
like we don't we don't really know, but you can you can rank highly without a fast website. We see it all the time, and it often comes down to the fact that all of your competition is also poor from a performance point of view. So if, if everyone's at that kind of like level, so yeah. say everyone's scoring on average like thirty out of a hundred. You don't need to be scoring 80 or 90 to be ranking no, if well. If you're scoring you're, 50, you're going to be ranking higher than exactly. them. You're going to be helping your ranking be higher than them. Not necessarily exactly. Ranking higher than them. Yeah. So I think. But like, then, sorry, yeah. I was going to say the other thing is everybody likes a faster website, though, regardless of SEO, I suppose, isn't it? So, you know, yeah. if you've got people arriving at your site and your site is slow, then they might disappear because they're not waiting for it. So, yeah. there's the getting people to your site and then kind of keeping them on the site. And, and experience, user experience and engagement it is becoming more and more of a factor in itself. So Google wants to be serving up uh, better experiences in its, yep. in its search results. So if it, apparently, if it notices that uh, users are kind of like landing on a page and then clicking away again quite quickly, that's a very, very negative uh, like signal to Google. So you may get deranked for that. And that could be because your page is loading very slowly. So... It's, yep. it's just, again, it's one of those things that it should really be an easy win. Like there's a lot, we won't get into them all today, but there's lots and lots of ways to optimize page speed on a website. Yep. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, let's let's wrap that up then for the sort of optimize the SEO uh, side of things. Just before yeah. we do though, what's that um, one thing in that topic that like, uh, I'm a recruiter, what what should I be doing? I can do one thing that I can go out and do to my site regarding SEO tomorrow. What, what What's that one thing I should one, check? One thing. Oh, I don't know. It's either between the headings or the titles. So it, Right. I'll call H, those the I, same thing. Let's call those <laughs> the same thing. Make sure your heading, your, your type page title and your H1 on a page is optimized. Perfect. That sounds good yeah. to me. Okay, so moving on then to the next session, that next section. So that's optimizing SEO. What yeah. else can we do then to drive traffic to our site? What's the next thing we're going to talk about? Well, the next one I have on this list is Google for Jobs. And we have found in some research that we did that only around 25% of recruitment agencies that list web, uh, jobs on their websites are optimized for Google okay, for jobs. Wow. Now, if you, if you don't know what Google, you do know what Google for jobs are if you're a recruiter. Yeah. Um, but just a quick summary, it is basically the world's biggest job board and it's free. So Google uh, are sc scraping the internet like it does. And if someone types in a, a job specific search, so if I type in, uh, I live near Folkestone. So if I type in web developer jobs, Folkestone, at the top of the Google search results, you'll see a little panel, and it's uh, Google returning the jobs that it knows about near Folkestone. And there's a there'll be a click through to view all jobs, and you basically go to Google's own uh, job, job board, and it's massive, and it's free, and it's actually so, very um, very simple yeah. to get your website or get your jobs listed on there. Um, yeah. And a, a lot of people aren't doing it, and. And the, be the beauty of that as a job board as well is that as well as being free, you're going to get the traffic from there comes back to your site. Um, yep. So they, they click to apply on the job and it was your website that's kind of was found um, or indexed, then those users are going to come back to your site, hence driving more traffic to your recruitment website. And I think we all agree that getting candidates onto your website is the best thing to do because you can... Uh, build up your own brand. You can serve them, 
content, you can get them signed up to mailing lists and you can get CVs submitted. Once they're on your website, you have control of that environment. Yeah, uh, whereas if people are applying directly on, uh, I don't know, like LinkedIn or Indeed or, or whatever else, you, you might not have control over that experience. So yeah, you've less control um, over what they do and what they do it by. Yeah. You can lead them down a journey that you want to lead them once they arrive at your website, don't you? So yes. it sounds to me as though structured, structured data, which is what it's called, Google for Jobs, we'll talk about how to do that in a second. It's very much like free SEO, which we were linking to the last one. It's, yeah. It's a good way of getting your site ranked in the Google, obviously for a slightly different position in those rankings, but um, it's a good yes. way of getting you in there. Um, yep. So I guess the question then is, um, how do we do that? And I know that's structured data yeah. and outputting structured data, which essentially is like machine-readable um, text so that when Google visits the jobs page, it's like, ah, that's a job. Oh, and I know the job title now because it's, this tells me the job title, this tells me the salary, this tells me the description, and then it uses that data to sort of push it into its job board, doesn't it? Yeah. For jobs. Um, I, I've just been, like, moving house, and I thought of an, an analogy that might, analogy. Work, might not work. But I was thinking, <laughs> like, I've got, all these, I've got all these boxes packed up all around me. Yep. So using structured data is like me writing on the box what's in the box. Whereas not using structured data is just like having a whole load of boxes all around the place that Google has to then open up and look inside and try to figure out what's in it. You're just making their lives a lot easier uh, and they're much more likely to index uh, and serve up your jobs if you do it, if you do it that way. Is that could have been a terrible analogy. But no, I think go. that's a sensible, sensible analogy. <laughs> <laughs> and so actually adding this to your website... Um, it's very difficult for us to say how to do that because obviously there's so many different types of websites and the way that yeah. you do this would be slightly different. Yeah. What I would say is that most um, like good job board software, we deal a lot with WordPress um, and most WordPress job board plugins will actually output this data for you. So they'll take the job title that you've entered and the salary value that you've entered and they'll actually do this sort of outputting for you. And the yeah. data that we're talking about being output, it's actually hidden to the user. So me as a user reading this page doesn't see this blob of data on the page that I can I can read. It's just hidden on the page code, if you like, so that the so that Google can see it and we don't have to get involved with it. So that's how that happens. And it really depends on what system you're using as to how that can be output. But yeah. most good systems will actually allow you to output it. It might be that you've either got it turned off or that it's not been you know output properly. So that's definitely worth looking at. Um, in terms of if you've, if you've not got that on your site. Is there any way, Keith, that uh, I can check whether my jobs are outputting this structured data for Google for Jobs? Yeah. I mean, one of the one of the first things to do is go to Google for Jobs and try to find one of your jobs. Uh, yeah. That That's, I mean, if it's not there, it's, something's not working. Uh, I'll come back to that, though, because there, there is a caveat to that. Um, but if you do want to just like run one of your job pages through a test, you can do that. Um, Google has what's called a rich results test. If you just Google for rich results test, it will come up, but I'll just quickly read the URL. It is search.google.com slash test slash rich dash results. And there's a big box to put. Notes. Yeah, good idea. There's a big box to put your URL of your job post in there. You put your URL in, you click the test URL button, and it will come back with what structured data it has found on a page. Now, 
this isn't actually like job specific, this test, because there's lots of different kinds of structured data. So you might be telling Google that there are breadcrumbs on the page or that it is a particular type of page or authored by a particular person. There's lots and lots of data you can assign to it a page. Like, uh, recipes can be done, can't they, as well? Right? Yeah. Like yeah. Food recipes can be structured structured data exactly. for them to tell Google it's a recipe type thing. But the one you're looking for is called job listing or job listings. I can't remember yeah. if it's pluralized or not. Um, but if you find that there, that's great because then you've got some job listings data you, but you might have either like a red uh, big exclamation mark or something like that yes. saying that it's invalid and it's like there's, it's missing required data or there might be like a little orange triangle or something saying that there's a Warning. few things missing. That that will probably be the case, especially for recruiters um, because there's certain yeah. data that you don't give like the hiring organization. Yeah, uh, the hiring organization is required uh, but obviously, as a recruiter, you probably don't want to be putting the company where this job's for. So you're yes. probably better off making sure that it's got your company name as a hiring organization because yeah. uh, it is required to make it valid. Sometimes salary isn't added and it wants that. But, you know, it's I don't think it's required, but definitely recommended. So yeah. anyway, you can run your run your job through that test uh, and it'll tell you, tell you if, if things are going well. Just before we move on from from Google for jobs, there is another kind of like extra optimization step to this. And it's one that we did for a client recently. Uh, our client was finding that lots of their jobs actually weren't being listed on Google for jobs. And what we found was that because of the kind of speed of the turnover of the jobs, it was taking a while for Google to index their site. So Google, you don't publish something on your website and Google automatically knows it's there. What yeah. happens is that Google will set a frequency to crawl your website. So the more important it thinks your site is, the more frequently it will crawl it. So the New York Times website will be crawled probably hourly, uh, whereas you know a standard recruitment site could be every week, could be every month, whatever. But what was happening is that the jobs weren't getting picked up quickly enough, and then they were getting expired. And so they would never actually show up. Um, and what we did was we worked with the Google... Um, What's it called? Job Google indexing API. Indexing API, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so basically, what that does is that whenever a new job was posted, it just kind of pings a little message to Google saying, "By the way, there's a new job over here." It doesn't tell Google that it has to index that job straight away or anything. It's just making it aware that there's time-sensitive yeah. information on your website. Please call it whenever you get. Yeah. yeah, come and have a look. So that Still that was Google super water. useful to decide whether it's going to do that, but you're sort of giving it the heads up, like, come on, over here, we've yeah. got some content. You need but to this index was, it. This was on a recruitment group, and we trialed it, didn't we, on like one of the group websites first. That's right. And we noticed yeah. that the jobs, you know, would appear on Google more jobs. jobs the next day, whereas some of the other brands, it was taking like a, a good few days for the jobs to yeah. show up. So it definitely, definitely works. Impact. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty yeah. Good. Okay. Excellent. So yeah, Google for jobs, structured data is certainly something that you should look at. Um, give yourself an SEO boost, get into those Google for job listings, get uh, getting some traffic to your site, giving you another option of getting more people there. So that's the second point you want to make. So on to the last section, which I think you've called building backlinks. Building yeah. backlinks. What do we mean by that, Keith? So a backlink is a link to your website from another website, essentially. Um, okay. And could, why would I want to do that? Why are they good? 
Well, again, this has all been very like SEO and Google focused uh, today, but backlinks are the kind of currency of Google. Like it, it's how Google first uh, kind of came about this idea that you could rank the internet based on how many other websites linked to a page. And with the theory being that the more websites that link to a page, the more kind of authoritative and important uh, yeah. that that page is. As in 20 people are saying, are, are giving you a link to this site, therefore they obviously think it's a good site, a good page. Exactly. Whereas this one only has one link to it, therefore it's not as good a content because yeah. people don't want to link to it. That makes sense. And this, to this day, although I already said there's like probably around 200 ranking factors or more, it's generally regarded that backlinks are still the gold standard of, of SEO. Uh, so we would call this off-site SEO. So the first topic we talked about, and potentially you could even argue the Google for Jobs, is yeah. on-site SEO. So stuff that you can do like technically on the page itself to help. Uh, yeah. to, to help. But this is, this is known as off-site SEO. Um, and there's lots of ways to build backlinks. But the, but the way really is to create really great content, uh, things, content that people will link to. Uh, and that is, and is hard. It is. Is that content, who is that content for? Is that content going to be for candidates, for clients, for other consultants? Or, or is, it, is it going to be one of those that it's more likely to be for? Or is it going to be a mix of them all, do you think? Yeah, I think... Well, that's a really, really good point. That's a really good question. I'm not sure on the exact answer to that, whether it should be candidate-focused or client-focused. I think probably a bit of a blend is probably best. Okay. One of the things that I realized recently, um, again, I was doing some kind of research around SEO for, for our own benefit, and I came across a really interesting approach where instead of creating content directly for the visitors of your site it is worth creating some content at least that uh people within the industry so industry blogs for example or influencers or whatever might want to link to because they're actually the ones that have links on their website it's 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 very unlikely that a candidate visiting your site is going to blog about your uh, like a piece of content that they've seen it's yep. just highly, highly unlikely. So as a backlink strategy, that doesn't really work. But if you're targeting uh, people within your industry, and that could be within the kind of recruitment industry itself, or it could be within the industry that you recruit within, and um, you can come up with something original, you know, I don't know, it could be funny, it could just be insightful, it could be like a really in-depth bit of research, <clears throat> it could be like a calculator or tool of some kind but just yep. something that's going to grab a bit of attention and people are going to be like, oh, that's, you know, that's cool. I'll, I'll definitely have to write about that. I'll put it in my next newsletter. I'll put it in my next blog post or whatever. Um, so like building backlinks is a whole thing that you need to really probably hire an expert to guide you through. But it, I have it high up on this list just because, like I say, it is the gold yeah. standard of, of SEO still. And, and just to be clear, that, that and, and we see a lot of um, content on recruitment websites that is what we call gated content so it's yeah. it's a, a report that we like a white paper or something and obviously we're collecting an email address to get access to that we're not talking about that here are we because google can't well, see that content uh without 
doing something about it. So it's just content that's sort of open to everyone and people want to point people to, I think. Um, it could be gated content because all you're, all you're looking for here is the backlink. Is the backlink, so yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, I, I clicked on something earlier. It was from LinkedIn, which probably is less. It's, it's, it's not really a great backlink. It's just from someone's LinkedIn post. Yeah, I understand. Um, but I clicked on something today that was just some gated content. Now, if that had been shared in a blog post I read, I probably would have clicked on it as well. So it's the link itself. I don't think, yeah. I don't actually so, think yeah. whether So as long as Google can see there's a, a link from site A to my recruitment site, it's not yeah. really concerned uh, as to as to whether it's there or not, if that makes sense. But it's yeah. that's better than, than not having a link, isn't it? So it's good. Exactly. And the other thing I just say on this is this is not just a quantity game. It's a quality game. Uh, so like one backlink from bbc.co.uk is probably worth, you know, 10,000 backlinks from yeah. sites that nobody ever has heard of. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. uh, and, and not only is the more authoritative, the better, but the more authoritative within your niche or within your industry, the better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, lots, yeah. lots to think about there. It's a big topic. Yeah. Great stuff. So hopefully, um, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up though. I've done half an hour there. There's um, yep. like Keith said, if you, if you want to read Keith's excellent blog post, there are forty three different things you can go and look at to try and generate more traffic to your recruitment web website. That's on the High Rise Digital blog, and we'll put the link somewhere down there, whether it's comments or yeah. descriptions or show notes, whatever it'll be. Um, so you'll be able to click on that. So do go and have a look at that that article. There's lots and lots of ideas. Um, so, some really different ones, some really ones that you've probably heard before, and some really important ones, which I hope we've covered in today's uh, show with, with the sort of key things that you should be doing. Um, so that's great. So um, next week, what are we doing next week, Keith? Episode number three. We do we do have a topic, and I've completely forgotten uh, what I it is. I will find it. Episode three. Oh, we were going to talk more about Google for Jobs. That's what oh, we're yeah. more in-depth yeah, detail about the structured data. So if you have listened today and thought, oh, that is an interesting topic and something that I definitely want to learn more about, whether it's checking whether your website has um, got that data, whether it's adding that data, et cetera, what it looks like, we're going to talk a bit more in-depth about that next week in episode three, which hopefully will be the same time and the same date as today. Um, again, live on YouTube, live on LinkedIn. Um, so, yeah, if you... Uh, if you've enjoyed this show, then great. Thank you very much for listening, for watching, um, and we will see you in next week's episode. Bye-bye. See you next time.